you. Uh, I'm so tired, and I, I I'm blaming the heat. I'm blaming I, the heat. And I, I think it's got to be the heat. So. I know we were talking a little bit about it last time. Um, just any time I've had to go out, like Friday or Saturday, we were out. Um, running a bunch of errands, had to go to the uh, outlet mall in Round Rock. And oh. like that wasn't too bad. I mean, we were mostly just running for. I will say we went to. I, so I was trying to. So this was partly in an effort to one of the things I gave Tara for Christmas was like, I'll take you out. We can do a little shopping spree. And you can just get something you know. And then of course she she's always like, Well, I don't need anything. And I'm like, Okay, this isn't about what you need. It's about like what do you just want? Mm-hmm. Like I like she has a hard time with that. So we went out, we were doing like some stuff for me, but then also doing stuff for her. And she would see something. I'd be like, oh, do you want that? She's like, well, no, I don't need it. But we finally got to the Kate Spade store and found something she liked there. But for some reason, like every other place we went into was just blasting AC. And the Kate Ooh. Spade store was like, we like to keep it just comfortable in here. Like it, it was AC, but it wasn't like uh-huh. super cool. So I walk in and we're walking around and I just start dripping with sweat. Like, like it had something to do, you know, I saw this thing where I was talking about why humidity can be worse than heat because humidity doesn't allow yes. your sweat to go anywhere. So the you sweat to dry. Yeah. So yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. I'll cool you. I, it was something with the, 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 um, temperature regulation my body was trying to do mm-hmm. and i we went in there and i'm like standing real straight she's like okay i'm like i don't if i drip on something in this kate spade store i feel like i'm gonna have to buy it she picked something out we left and i was like think about it and if you want we'll go back and get it and then finally she's like yes i do want that you go get it so i was like all right we'll get it and i go back in to buy it and like they're like oh, you know they're checking me out and i look down and it was just like all like like a bunch of it from my hair hit my glasses rolled down the like of my glasses went like right on the floor in front of somebody like enough to where i was like i felt i was like scooching it with my foot like like what do i do i don't know what to do here and the woman was like are you okay the other day i went into cvs and i was getting diabetic stuff and they were like are you okay and i'm like yeah i got all my stuff i'm good to go they're like no are you okay right now and I'm like, oh, is it because I'm sweating? And she, they're like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I, yeah, I was outside for like 30 seconds. So, of course, I look like I'm dying. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, it's so bad here. And I imagine that with a several layers of like wool around the bottom part of your right leg <sighs> and covering your right foot. And yeah. Um, yeah, I got, I got to let the old boot air out overnight. I spray it with like Lysol and stuff. Cause I'm like, this thing is going to be foul by the time I am done with it. Like I still have my old boot from when I broke my foot in 2020. That was in mm. December. That boot is in great shape. <laughs> this one is going to be like, I'm going to have to just like give it a proper I burial. Say, like I sweat from like sternum up and then like, I don't feel mm. like I get super, I mean, I'm sure if I was wearing a boot, it'd be awful. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so you 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 realize the sweat glands you have in your shins and your calves when you're wearing a when you're wearing a boot. So uh, um, I'm so sorry. I yeah, I mean, when you started saying like, now imagine wearing a wool, I'm like, why would I imagine that? Who's doing this? What are you talking about? And you're like, just around your foot. And I was like, oh, right, 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 right. I was like, what were you doing yeah. in like a wool coat? Uh, 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 up to uh, like just maybe three inches below yeah. your knee. Yes, uh, it's a great it's a great time. Um, yeah, for those for those listening, we are uh, almost one week into the boot, three weeks until I get an X-ray to say if I can if I can give the boot the boot. Nice. So, uh, you know, 
just stay tuned for hopefully next time when they uh, we talk to them uh i'll be i'll be bootless bootless and fancy free (laughs) 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 uh wait when when do y'all when do y'all head out to uh well like country sunday we head over we head to dallas and we're leaving Mm -hmm. lady with my folks and then mm-hmm. God, I, lo- I love the parents. Mon- I do. <laughs> Monday well. night, we are heading out. So you're flying mm-hmm. from Dallas. Nice. Are you doing nonstop to Dublin, or are I you connecting in like Boston? Oh, I know. Fancy I, nonstop. To I Dublin? just whenever I travel, it's like we we did a stopover in Copenhagen on the way to Italy, and mm-hmm. we were starving and like. Did not understand the uh, <laughs> um, exchange rate and paid like $30 each for like a pretty, st- uh, I would say above standard burger, but like not a $30 mm-hmm. burger. Like we were like, uh-huh. yeah. Copenhagen is so nice. We should come back. Look at the, you know, looking out, like, look at the landscape and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Two burgers, please. Blah, 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 blah. And then I like did the thing. I'm like, we just paid $65 for like, this is like maybe we won't return to copenhagen i I feel like i have a copenhagen and stockholm especially are very very expensive um places but also i feel like that's like the the perfect storm of you're already on airport prices Mm. where you know a beer is 15 dollars uh and then you're then you're also in europe with exchange rates so it's like yeah you're you're it's just a it's just a multi-layer thing of you're going to be way yeah, overpaying like we were in a hurry to do all this stuff but like we we're both like i was starving like i'm like we got to eat we ate and then i kind of was like we pull out an app and you know i had like an app to convert euros or whatever mm-hmm. and then i went let's let's put in kronig or whatever it was for mm-hmm. and it was like hmm hope you enjoyed your meal because that was a fancy meal we had today mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Made mm-hmm. up for some cheap wine yep. while we were in Italy, but yep, we're excited. Um, it is jam packed with stuff. Uh, Molly and Jordan are going to meet us in Scotland, so we're going to see them over there. So that's exciting. Oh, so nice. Hold so on, nice. Yes. Bless you. I think we're good. Okay. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, that's the thing. Is you know, you you live anywhere in Europe, and you can just bop around to other countries. Oh, no flying, big deal. It's like forty dollars so. tickets or something like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, wait, my antivirus just kicked in. No, go away. Okay, now's not the time. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so, well, that is very exciting. Give 19th Street Band my love. I will. Um, I'm shocked at how many people I mean, are Not shocked, but I, again, the fact that it was like 40-some-odd people going on this thing. Love that, love that. Uh, also, uh, they will not know who I am if you're like, Laurel says hi. They're not going to be like, oh, yes, Laurel. I'm a sure picture. if you saw yeah, 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 yeah. No, yes. the whole thing with them was and when we were deciding, do we want them to do our wedding? Tara's like, she's like, oh, let's just go talk to them. And I'm like, they don't know who we are. And she like came over and talked to us, Megan did, like like out of mm-hmm. out of her way to mm-hmm. say hello. So yeah. I guess they do understand why I mean, there's some people yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also, I'm just impressed that they, like, I don't know. They're up there on stage under the bright lights. Yeah. That they actually, you know, can, can can see people and recognize them and stuff. Or maybe they're just really good at faking it. I don't know, but I feel like not. Like Megan would, especially at smaller shows, like come over to like me and my friends, like almost as soon as they were on break. I, yeah, I think so. Like they're good at like I've seen this person before. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think I think they're good at that. 
Oh, is there swag? I feel like there's got to be branded oh. swag. Like a tour t-shirt. Hey, and... hey, Laurel, hold on just one second. I'll be right back. Oh, the intrigue. Now what am I going to talk about? This is when Ryan usually talks about wrestling. Um, you know, maybe I could talk a little bit about the like British royal family. Um, you know, Charles had his coronation in May. Uh and we've seen William and Kate really take a much more public and active role with their royal duties. Um, apparently, uh, William, but uh, especially Kate, had been getting some criticism. I wasn't aware of this, that she was not doing enough uh, public engagements and um, uh, perhaps from people who were salty about the uh, having to... Um, you know, oh, Ryan's back. Hey! So we all got jean jackets and sent them to them so that they could be embroidered. Okay, it says the Health and Happiness Tour 2023 Northern Ireland, Ireland, and Scotland. And then it's got, okay, I now feel like you and Tara showed me this. Um, this is, oh, what does it say on the front? What does it say, Ryan? I can't hear you. It's their logo, or but the I didn't think about it because it's pretty dark and I got dark blue because I looked pretty rugged in it. I'm not going to lie. Um, and so it's a little bit hard to see their logo. <clears throat> got it, got it. Um, and so everybody got these? Well, yeah, like that was part of it is is you okay. bought your own jean you jacket got, you got this, and then gave it, it to them and then they returned. They like, to be honest, it's kind of funny because it. they got I them see. embroidered. Yeah. I see. Yes. I'm following you now. But it was got funny because it. it did make a bunch of people come to other concerts of theirs because they were like, oh, hey, come to our show tonight to pick up your jean jacket. So like guarantee. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um. Gosh, you know, not that I'm saying I need to plan a trip to DC around going to one of their shows, but like, I, it would be lovely if those two things happened to coincide. So I don't know how much they're performing in DC anymore, though. Maybe they're more like Maryland. Um, I mean, I know they do a lot of stuff at the Nats games. Oh, like well. the, 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 um, oh, at the yeah, bullpen. Yeah. Yes, I've, I've seen them at the bullpen. I mean, honestly, name a DC venue they perform at. It would be odd if I haven't seen them there. So, um, yeah. Not to be like, I see, I, I try to see them everywhere, but they just perform at like the same four or five yeah. venues. Um, um hop into the episode. You want to get started? Let's 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 hit it. Hello, hop Seattle. In. I'm Ryan. And I'm we're Laurel. Craniacs, and we talk about uh, our favorite DC band. We also talk about Frasier, and I don't know why I got a little like I felt like I was like I also talk about. We got a little like NPR there, or like <laughs> what is it? Mm-hmm. What what is what is what is this American who's like? Uh, chapter one. Ira, yeah. Ira Glass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so this one is season 11, episode four, The Babysitter. Fraser decides to resume private practice. What? I just read this right now. As <laughs> That has very little to do with the episode. <laughs> is that it. it? Is that the That's only? Oh, my God. The oh, thing. my God. That's amazing. Okay. So Hulu said Fraser and Martin both vie for the affection of Fraser's old babysitter. Yes, which is a much better. I mean. Frazier does decide to resume private practice. I will say one of the notes I had is, will Frazier get into private practice or will the season end first? Like, which will happen? Also, didn't this already happen a few years ago where at least Frazier was considering, like, going back into private practice and, like, renting an office space next to Niles or something? I I think maybe last season, but not the end of last season. Like, at least the middle. No, no, no. I mean... I'm thinking like years ago, like Niles before Niles and Daphne got together, like that whole. Maybe. Anyway, I remember this um, is like this feels like a good true fans. Of a let us know. Yeah, a recent. Right. Right. Uh, 
So Frazier and Niles are starts with them out at a furniture store looking for a couch for Frazier's office for when he's opens his private practice. And we learn that Niles has become very chatty mm-hmm. where he keeps just talking and like never ending strings of conversation and jumps from subject to subject on different tangents and everything. Um, it was very annoying. I found it charming and annoying, but I mean, it felt really artificial to me. Like, obviously, like, and also just, that, that Niles wouldn't realize I mean, it. I do this and my wife does this where we get if nervousness can lead to a lot of chatterboxiness. And so, mm-hmm. like, I guess I'm more familiar at seeing the reality of it and seeing this one, which felt like, oh, da 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 Like, it was, it felt like a like a joke. Mm-hmm. And it was a joke, but I don't know. It yes. Was, it was, I, I didn't really write much about this until we get to Wendy Malick, which was very exciting because okay. I like Wendy Malick a lot. So, great. I, I do, too. I do, too. I can't wait to, to get to, to her. I was about to say something that would not have sounded good. <laughs> so I'm glad I caught myself. Uh, so then while they're at the furniture store, they see mm-hmm. Ronnie Lawrence. Mm-hmm their old childhood babysitter who Frazier was like, she was my first heartbreak. And so how much older than her do we think she's supposed to? How much older than Frazier? Do you think like maybe eight years? Laurel, I have a lot of questions about the ages of certain characters with this whole <laughs> plot line. Like this, this we'll get into it, but this episode had some real gray areas of, of good taste and what aged well, et cetera, et cetera. So, so like I, I was thinking, Frazier was like she was my first heartbreak. I was thinking Frazier was like maybe ten years mm-hmm. old when they when she babysat for them. So maybe she's like a senior in high school, like you know, seventeen or eighteen. I put, you know what? I conservatively said let's say she's ten years older than Frazier. I don't think that's the case. Okay, and I T- ten is what I would have was what my gut was, but I just didn't think that was practical. That like he would not be in love with a babysitter at the age of six or seven. Uh, maybe eight and eighteen. Okay. Okay. Eight and eighteen. I could. I could generously. Let's say that. Uh, let's find out what the age difference between four Wendy years. Malick four years. And... I looked it up. She is seventy-two. Oh, Kelsey Graham is currently sixty-eight. So, okay. Great. Yeah. Um, but they also keep talking about how she's had a lot of work done. So I think they're playing her older than she is. Mm, she said every time right. anything drags, bags, or sags, she calls in her doctor, which I thought was really funny. Yes. Uh, so. You know, she turns around and and looks. I mean, it, it, Wendy Malick is kind of ageless. I now, what do you know her most from? Well, I, I, two things: uh, the first pregnant Disney character in Ipper's New Groove, and um, she so voice yes, acting. Her voice acting. I I, okay. I like her voice, but I think it's um, is it just shoot me? The name of the David Spade. It is just shoot yeah. me. That is what my parents and I loved that show, and she played Nina. Nina. Nina Van Horn, mm-hmm. the fashion editor for Just Shoot Me, who was a former model and was in really kind of terrible at her job uh, and just and kind of ditzy, but also just hilarious. Uh, I, I will post some some Just Shoot Me things in the group because she is she is. I mean, everyone on that show is very good. Yes. She is. She's fantastic. on She's that show. always like occupied a weird space and like attraction for me because she's you, mm-hmm. you said she seems timeless she's always seemed older but not like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like always she always seems like someone who like ever since the first time she's like wow she's aged really well even though i did not know who you know what i'm saying like she looked she's yeah. a very good looking she looks like older woman she, i guess she, close but i don't know how to say yeah this. she also looks like somebody who she's in her 70s and probably still to this day could play somebody in her 50s yeah like i have not seen her recently but um 
like as in I haven't seen her like the last few years, but she was also had a very bit role in the American president, which is around the time I saw the American president around the time my parents and I were really into just shoot me. So that was that was where I just started to be like, oh, these actors are also in other things and that are completely different. Um, fun fact, you may you probably already know this. She was in a show with Jane Leaves uh, 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 called Hot in, Hot in Cleveland on TV land. She was. It was them and Betty White and maybe Valerie Bertinelli. There was some others, a third woman. Uh, that was amongst the like younger group on that show with Betty White being the older mm-hmm. group. Uh, so I do kind of love that they had a um reunion of sorts. Oh, wow. I uh, she's a voice on Owl House. Oh, she's the witch. There's a I, show on Disney that's really fun and weird and kind of out there, but she's like the main character of like a weird, crazy witch, and like it's one of those ones that's like it's for kids, but I always see jokes for it in like meme format, which I'm like these are really funny. Mm-hmm. So it's like. One of those. It's one of those shows where everyone's like, "Hey, if your kid likes the show, you should watch it in the background because it's actually really mm-hmm. funny for adults too." Yes, uh, I, I do. I do love a good show like that. Um, so I'm now just pulling up uh, her IMDb to see what else uh, she's been in. Okay, I really don't like that. Known for uh, just shoot me is not. Yeah, on I'm kind of. It is Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel, the American President. Thank you very much. Waiting, which I've seen. Don't and remember I don't her in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she plays someone's mom. She doesn't have a name. She's just Monty's mom. And then the Emperor's <laughs> New Group, where she's a voice. So let's just go a little bit. Uh, oh, she's in Young Sheldon, which I know you don't watch. My parents do. Uh, oh, I just started watching Shrinking. Apparently, she's going to be in that. Great. Uh, she's in How I Met Your Father. Um, I could get into Shrinking. I mean, honestly, this I'm just only back to 2020. And I've gone yeah. through like 12 to 15 things. I mean, she has been working consistently oh my god i'm just i'm I, once again now still in 2020 and i am on like several gone through several more things oh, she's a voice in bojack horseman oh she's in the ranch that netflix show i never watched that, her but. first credit is in 1978 so she has been working wow. steadily also i just had no idea i swear half of these are voice mm-hmm. uh credits and i had no idea hot in cleveland was on for 125 <laughs> episodes it was like Five years. That's a, that's a solid. That's twenty episodes a season. Yeah. That I, I am really surprised. Uh, I assume that show was on for like two well, seasons. Uh, not that I kept up with. Not TV to jump Land, ahead, but, but based on the, on this ep- the two episodes we watched today, it feels like she's going to be on this show for a little bit. She's at least going to have a. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I've already mm-hmm. forgotten her name. Julia esque arc, and I like her a thousand times better than I like Julia. Oh, her yes. character too, not just Wendy Malick. Yes. I mean, I've gotten all the way back now to 2005. Um, and I've just seen lots of things where I'm like, oh, yes, I've seen that. There, there's lots of other things that we are not saying that people might know her from, especially from the 90s. Um, and Just Shoot Me was on for 149 episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, goodness gracious. Anyway. Um, you, like, I I like her and the way she played Ronnie. And I kind of like Ronnie's, like, mm-hmm. kind of brassy attitude and everything. Me too. I just think, I think she was really carrying some, at best, like, okay writing in this episode i so i like that they they really sold that she was like a piano bar singer mm-hmm. because she had that like rat yeah. like kind of give and take had all these lines and jokes that she just throws out like clockwork and everything and i thought they wrote that really mm-hmm. well um i was not i had trouble buying that she was also into martin and Martin even seemed a little, they made Martin almost like a little buffoonish when she first came in. That 
I don't know. I had that. I had just a tough time buying all of that because they didn't interact together. A yeah, whole lot. I mean, like the whole Frazier and his dad going after her was. Mm-hmm. Let's take the uncomfortableness of like later when he's like, I kept thinking of her when she was a kid, and I was like, okay, and like just the like this episode and the next one had a lot of like office awkwardness that I was like, I want to fast forward through this. This is really starting mm-hmm. to bug me, but um. I will say, like, I don't know. I think this episode, I think you're right, kind of played it more for their relationship. Like, the joke was you thinking she was going after Fraser, and then she goes after Martin. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe mm-hmm. they're going to develop, and you're going to see a little bit more. Because they seem cute in the second, the next episode. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I agree. And, and, and then let's just go ahead and get the age thing out of the way. Let's say generously she's 10 years yes. older than Fraser. So Fraser's now, what, in his mid-40s? Uh, like let's see, like what, forty five, forty six, right. maybe, and so that makes her like fifty six, and so and Martin is like what late sixties, right? So he's he's like maybe thirteen years older. So than he might her? have been thirty when thirty one or something when she was eighteen. So like him being even when yeah. it reveals he was thinking of another babysitter that he got caught looking at. I'm like okay, yeah, yeah. A lot of things don't don't age well in that. It's just yeah. it's it's like. I just don't like the whole like I don't know. It was it was weird. I didn't like it. Like there was you're right. There wasn't really a thing where I said, "Oh, I understand why Ronnie's into Martin." Now, I know they said like she used to have a crush on him when she was a kid, which like I kind of understand, but like Yeah. Like, I, I'm maybe. also like that's like they're doing a lot of shorthand to get to the the bulk of the thing and maybe now that we've yeah. established that in a relationship it'll be fu- more fun now, but like any sort of minor like examination on like the numbers or whatever i'm like i don't this is uncomfortable and i'm not a huge fan of it yeah it reminds me a little bit uh of that like b or c plot in crazy stupid love with steve carell and ryan gosling where the babysitter is in love with steve carell who's much older than her and and in no way reciprocates has no idea and then the son is in love with the babysitter but that's Um, played as a one directional yeah. Each thing, yes. it's someone younger liking someone older, yes. and then the uh, the, the oldest person, like, person what's is like, going no. on? Like, it's not like he's like, oh yeah, I did want to hook up with her. That's great, you know. Like, or like, I loved when she was yeah, in that, no, that this cat, this schoolgirl, and then like the parochial school yeah. uniform. I mean, well, let's let's get through it so we can kind of jump on that um, conversation more. The whole thing is like Fraser invites her over, which is. I don't know. I liked them all getting together again, and it felt kind of fun, mm-hmm. and that was kind of a cool thing. Like mm-hmm. she had a real instant rapport. I think some of it is Wendy Malick, some of it is the, the character she was playing, who's like a person who is like immediate charm and immediate like jumps into mm-hmm. a situation and can yeah. talk because she's a like you said a piano singer and needs to be able to. Do yeah, and they just it, it it reminds me of like, and this is a compliment, I swear, of <laughs> the like piano bar host on a Carnival cruise line. Who's just, it's their job to just instantly, like, make you feel familiar with them. Because they're going to be, like, bouncing off you all night and, like, cracking jokes and everything. And they want tips. But it's just, that charm has to, you know, exist right, in their right. real life as well. So. so, invite her over. They're all hanging out. It becomes obvious that they're both hitting on her. There's a line when when Martin, when she says, like, something and Martin goes, Daddy likes to watch. And I was like, no, 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 no. Oh. I'm not a fan of that. Yes, that was so uncomfortable. She said, Daddy, Daddy likes to drink or something. And he Mommy was like, likes Daddy to drink, likes to yeah, watch or, or something. 
And it, it was, it was so, it was so gross. But here's the thing. You're like, Martin was hitting on her. Martin was acting just like, I, I suppose it's supposed to be, he was so besotted with her as soon as she walked in. But like, he walks in and he's just like, wow, gee golly. Yeah. And she tells some, she, she says something that isn't a joke. And Mar- oh, Daphne says, oh, is that the, you work at the place where it, the room revolves? And she goes, well, it, it does, but it used to, but it broke two years ago. And Martin like bursts out laughing. I was like, oh, you're a riot. And it's like, that was just a wasn't fact. even a joke. <laughs> So that, that's where I'm kind of like, I get that we're supposed to see that Martin is just suddenly head over heels for her, but I was also like, Martin also is a lot smoother than this. And if I were her, I would not think Mr. Crane is hitting on yeah. me. I would, I would just be like, oh, what a, what a nice old man who maybe is, you know, slipping the a little. The bit where she's like, I need to go, I need to go into work. I didn't realize I was going to. And they're both like talking to her at the same time was very funny though. Yes. I found that amusing yes. and not creepy. Um, and that they make this like odd gentleman's agreement to like n- not for like to let her choose. At which point I am like, guys, she again, she may not want to. Yeah, yeah. You. But she may have truly thought this was coming over to her old babysitting charges house to catch up. Yes, this is the this end. is something we've seen in television. I think they're just recently. We, I we think just finally... saw we saw it in the last season of Ted Lasso. So yeah, like, but also in the way. end of Ted Lasso, she goes like, "You're both idiots," and like they mm-hmm. say, like, "We are very stupid." But like, it's is something that like Ted Lasso's example. They're now starting to examine why the trope is dumb. But like at mm-hmm. this point, mm-hmm. it's like yes. in full effect of like, "Hey, there's a woman in this show, and since we're not actually giving her any sort of autonomy, let's talk. Let's make an agreement amongst ourselves of how we'll deal with her." And it's like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. Yes. But then they... Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go well, ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, the fact that she... The only, okay, maybe she recognized Frasier because she knows the name Frasier yeah. Crane and she sees billboards or something. I babysat for the same family for six to eight years uh, in high school and college. The only family I babysat for regularly. If either of their children, I ran into them at a store, I would not recognize them. I last saw them when they were like 12 and 10. I do not know. I have no clue what they would look like as adults. Like I don't, I don't think I would recognize them. Mm-hmm. I don't think I... so. I found it that I found that all a little far fetched when she was like Fraser Crane. I was like, there is no she way would she would recognize immediately recognize him because she'd seen him on the billboards and been like, holy crap, that's yes. the kid I used to uh, mm-hmm. babysit. Or but she wouldn't be like, wait a second, who's that? Um, mm-hmm. I so she goes back and then they both independently sneak out and go to her. Uh, piano bar. bar and like you think she's gonna she's excited for Fraser to be there Fraser goes up to play piano this whole scene I'm like oh god I hate this I hate this I hate this and then she reveals she wants to sing to Marty I was getting really uncomfortable but then Fraser continuing to do the duet angrily was mm-hmm. I was legitimately laughing out loud like well and also correct me if I'm wrong most of the gentlemen there on the are Marty's side. age yeah 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 so so she has a type. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I was a little, I was less skeeved out then. Um, yeah, yeah, he wasn't was acting so weird. Then. I wasn't skeeved out, but it was just uncomfortable because, like, I think I was like him. I, I don't know why it was the like mistaken identity or him doing something because he's confused. I don't know why. I don't like whatever type of humor this was. I didn't like it. I didn't like the similar stuff in the next episode. But him angrily playing the piano to keep the like mm-hmm. playing the song and <laughs> the faces he's making. We're really making me laugh. By the way, this was directed by Kelsey Grammer. This is another Kelsey Grammer. Oh my gosh. He's really taking over these last two seasons. Um, and so then Frazier sinks into a depression. And... Am I skipping something? No, no, no. I was going to oh, jump okay. on this because his, yeah, so his accent leaves. 
Oh yeah, no, yes, he loses the like very like posh effect he has on his on his speaking. It sounds like he's just doing Kelsey Grammer. Like, have you ever heard yeah. Kelsey Grammer interviewed? Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm Kelsey Grammer. Like, he's yeah. got his distinct voice, but like, he's not putting on like a character. I, it reminded me of when Fraser loses his job and he in season, the beginning of season seven, I think, and it, at that first episode, he's really depressed and just spends a lot of time just kind of talking like that. Right. That's what it reminded me of. Um, and Niles is like, Martin's going out with Ronnie again. Niles is like, oh, like, Frazier, like, you, you're just sitting here eating. What are you doing? Like, let's get you up and out of this. And Frazier decides to go into the kitchen to make some, to get, like, a jar of jam and then pulls out, like, a block of Velveeta. Mm-hmm. And I, I kept mishearing that they were saying Velveeta and not knowing what they were talking about until I actually uh. saw the block of Velveeta. Um, and I was like, what are you going to do with that? And Frazier says, eat it. Um, which probably said gross. Just chop, biting into a block of Velveeta is, well, I, uh, th- I think he was going to put it on that sandwich he was making out of all his pâtés or whatever it was. Ah, okay. But either way, I'm with you. Velveeta is meant to be melted, and that's about it. Meant for queso. That is it. Um, And anyway, they find out that the block of Velveeta is, in fact, not a block of Velveeta, but is instead a bottle of Viagra in Martin's uh, prescription for Martin. Uh, And Martin then comes back, and they, of course, scramble to hide the Viagra, and they end up putting the Velveeta back in the fridge without the Viagra in it, and... I won't say hilarity ensues, but a very uncomfortable <laughs> exchange between all of them ensues. Some of this conversation really made me laugh. Some of it was, yes, very like roll eye rolly, and you know, again, him talking about like he was thinking of when she was younger. I don't know, but the the two things I thought were really funny is when Martin was explaining how he was. Like he, he and Ronnie had gotten close over the course of the week and the night before things had started to get like a little heated and he was like, and I was rounding the bases. I, that part was gross. But then at the end when Fraser goes, dad, you're talking to us. He's like, oh, right, right, right. Sports dad, I, I wrote that down. Dad, it's us. And he's yeah. like, you know, I was rounding the bases. I was like going to sliding into home and there wasn't a play at the plate. Yeah. And, they, and then Edie's like, you know what I mean? And <laughs> Fraser's like, dad, it's us. Yeah. I thought that was funny. And I thought the bit where <laughs> Fraser's like, really examining everyone's problems and getting into it and going, I'm on fire! <laughs> like, and getting I his confidence. I thought that was really funny. I loved that. I said it's so nice to see Fraser enjoying his profession. Yes. Like, getting back to the roots of it. And just... And, and Martin said he also, you know, he started to feel... Picture Ronnie when, like, the age she was when she was a babysitter and how that made him really uncomfortable. And then it turns out that he was actually... There was a different babysitter who was fantasizing about one who, Sally, who had a ponytail and wore a, a private school uniform. Sally so the slut. I yes. liked her. <laughs> that made kind of laugh. Niles' is, like ridiculousness. And then they, they also like what break down that it's not only that Frazier might have sunk into a depression, not because Ronnie rejected him now, but it reminds him of the first heartbreak he felt when yeah, I was all, like, yeah. yeah, back when he was young. And then Niles is jabbering because he's anxious about Frazier going into private practice like him and just and and Frazier says something really kind here where he says I could never eclipse you even if I tried yes, yes. it I, I loved the end of this episode mm-hmm. so um yeah uh, okay. the... oh we do also we do also learn that how where Niles got his wiping chairs off oh, of the hanky right that she... Ronnie used to tell him bedtime stories about little earwigs laying eggs in his ears. Yes. And then and I forgot started... about that. That she's like, he used to wipe off all your seats so that you wouldn't get earwigs. And I was like, mm-hmm. the origin, the origin yes. story. Yes. 
Wait, wait, was there? Did I just not write it down? Was there a B plot? No, I, this one felt very like then this happens and then this happens and then okay. this happens. I don't think there was. I mean, the B plot okay. was like, why is Niles chatting so much? Like, that oh, kind of okay. Stuff. I guess the B plot yeah. was Fraser decides to resume private practice. <laughs> That's right. Let's not forget it. Um, I mean, I have no <laughs> idea where we go with this. I guess maybe we see Frazier in private practice this season. Truly no idea. Um, I, I do feel like this is a pretty monumental episode, especially because Wendy Malick is in the next episode. And I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but I do think she hangs around for quite a long time. So. Despite that, are we ready? To, are we ready to? to I'm um, ready to, to rate this episode. Yeah. I, I, I initially gave it four out of ten earwigs. I think I'm going to give it five out of ten because I, I will say the creepiness factor, the age stuff, that stuff really sat like made me just icky. I didn't like it. I didn't. I don't like dad. And you know, as much as I love Indiana Jones of the Last Crusade, the whole like <laughs> dad and lad both going for the same woman bother me. Uh, never seen that, so you know. Oh well, uh, spoiler alert. Just take your word for it. Uh, Okay, this, I mean, this might be one of our biggest discrepancies in a while. Uh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm approaching this from a place of positivity, you know, mm-hmm. this last season of Frasier. I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this seven blocks of Velveeta. Um, I, 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 I like bigger. the way that they wrote Wendy Malick's character. I like mm-hmm. that they immediately established, like, who, like, who she was, like, what her personality was and everything. Um, and I, I like seeing Martin this happy. Um, it's been a long time since Martin's seen somebody and I mean, there was mm. Sherry obviously. And then there were like a few oh, other yeah. kind of like throwaway women, but we haven't seen Martin with somebody in a while. And as knowing that this is the last season, it does make me feel like maybe they're kind of trying to like give everybody a little bit of a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah. I would give it seven blocks of Velveeta. There weren't really blocks of Velveeta. So I will say I'm excited for M- Wendy Malick in the future, including yeah. this next episode, the placeholder. Uh, Roz sets Frazier up with her friend Anne, advising Frazier that he should keep his dating skills in shape, even if it means going out with someone he's not interested in. So this, I think part of the reason I, I rated, spoiler both of these pretty low, is because like I just got so uncomfortable and twitchy in my seat with like the whole, like, I, like this one's all about Frazier. Being on a date with someone he doesn't get along with, but like there's a possibility of a better date, and he's like trying to ditch one woman for the other, and it's this, just, yeah, I don't know. this felt like a typical comedy plot line that we would have seen in like earlier seasons of Frasier. Yes. This felt like a very 90s plot line, like, whoa, how do you get this date to end quickly so you can get to the date you want to be on? Well, because there's this whole bit in the middle that I really, really liked, except for one point. The bit in the middle is. Frazier is starting to become a cat lady <laughs> or turning it, which he is cat sitting, which I'm a shocked that he allowed a cat into his apartment. Right. I'm also shocked that like there was no problem with uh, Eddie, but like there's this whole bit where he's like the whole thing about the, 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 the multi vegetable winter soup. He's so excited to make mm-hmm. like all of this was, would be way funnier if Frazier was in his early thirties. Mm hmm. Like wanting to spend a nice in day in making mm-hmm. a, a delicious soup with your um, pet and with a mm-hmm. you know staying warm in some comfortable clothes and with a nice blanket wrapped around you. Well, it's funny you say in your early thirties. I feel like people and people don't bat an eye at someone in their early thirties doing that anymore. We've all gotten so into like cottage core and you know I, pig yeah. the whole like Swedish thing of like. 
hibernating and like thick sweaters and hearty soups and I, I guess but it definitely doesn't work with a 46 year old right mm-hmm. like to me it's mm-hmm. like yeah you should be doing this all sounds great mm-hmm. and and he's like I was like, where can I, I find the recipe for this perfectly good winter soup? <laughs> exactly. And, and and I thought it was very funny, though. But then, his, it, it, like I said, I think it didn't really like it didn't really make sense. That he's like, my God, what am I doing? I did like when Niles and uh, Martin later are like, he got a date. Like they're, I like that they're excited. Mm-hmm. He found somebody. I like the whole bit of him being a fifth wheel. Like I thought that was funny. Uh, you know, at dinner, <laughs> what was the whole thing with like, they're like, get the chair. Like they only have one extra chair in this entire yes. restaurant. They, they, put them at, they were five people. They put them at a four top and they're like, we'll have to get an extra chair. It was this tiny short little stool. And they're like, we'll have to get you a cushion. Yes. It, um, it was, I thought that was funny though. Like the, the visual of it, of them being like this afterthought and them trying to do things. Like the other thing was there was those that did those people own the restaurant who stood up and asked everyone to I dance. Don't... I don't know. I was also like, this restaurant doesn't seem like a lot of fun. So, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. It was, it was very bizarre, but I, I did like the whole, like, we can only do this appetizer for two. And mm-hmm. it's, or like, it's like a bruschetta, bruschetta me, bruschetta no one else or whatever. Yes. Like. Also, I was like, get three orders. Somebody's going to eat the extra bruschetta. It's going to yeah. be fine. I was about to say. That's where I was kind of like, these were all just like tropes where I was just like, I don't know. This show is smarter than this and better than this. Um, also, I would just like to say justice for Julia Sweeney, who played Anne. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is, is like a renowned comedic actress, was on Saturday Night Live for probably a decade in the 80s and 90s. Um, she's Pat. She's Pat. It's and Pat. A- another thing that has aged probably very well. <laughs> oh, impeccably, impeccably. Uh <laughs> And I feel like these are all the roles you see her in now is like kind of a sad, dowdy lady. And maybe that's, maybe that's like the, you know, she's fine playing those roles. But I'm just like, Julia Sweeney, can we just really have you stretch your comedic chops a little bit more? I will say, as much as I didn't like this whole like last third or more of the episode, she plays this role extremely well. Like she's very good at making it funny, like just. Uh, you know, like it feel it, it felt like a real character, even though I was like, "Oh God, this this woman's the worst." But also, mm-hmm. I also feel sad for this woman. Like I, you have like I so many so emotions. I felt so. I was also just like, I don't know. I feel like this is perhaps a very common personality to have. Maybe when you've like, I don't know, had the life she had. I don't know. Yeah, I well, just there's someone out there for Anne. It's just not Fraser Crane. Yes, that she, he is not the pot to her lid. So no lid oh, to her pot. There I'm, you go. I'm so sorry. Can we go back to the previous episode so we can talk about uh, Fraser saying, hopefully we'll have liftoff from Cape Canaveral. I, 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 I intentionally skipped that because I did not. I was so like, what? I, Buy that, it. That but. was bad. But what was funny was Niles' reference. If you tortured that metaphor anymore, you'd be in front of a tribunal in The Hague. Yes. Yes. And this is where I'm like, Fraser is never going to change. He always thinks he is a womanizer he always thinks every woman just wants to fall into bed with him and he, mm. he forgets that you know you actually the woman actually has a say in all of this so yes. um, uh i mean it always comes back to like bite him in the ass because it's never the woman that he wants so uh, uh so we, i, I, I want to talk a little bit about placeholders though okay because i i guess i'm of two mindsets for this uh 
I think it's fine if there's somebody you want to spend your time, spend time with and everything, but you're not like going to get incredibly serious about. But I also worry that that you end up dedicating energy to that relationship. That's not really a relationship. And it takes you away from in Fraser's case, the search for Ms. Right. That was really funny. But, um, I, I think the term placeholder is awful because, again, it's very objectifying. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I think there is something to be said for, like, are you casually dating? Are mm-hmm. you, like, looking for someone very serious? And, like, sometimes casual stuff will turn into serious stuff, you know? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think thinking of it as, like, you need <laughs> you need a, 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 you know, I'm doing interviews or I was doing interviews. And I always think of, like, I want the first few interviews I do when I do a round of interviews to be someplace I really don't care about mm-hmm. to like shake off the jitters and stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And that's what this feels like. You're saying it's like, you need a placeholder just so you can get better. Like yeah. this isn't, you're, you're not a, like a pitcher. You don't need like a, like a, a game where you're warming up your arm mm-hmm. or something <laughs> like it's, 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 it's just so bizarre. Like, so honestly, when, with this type of, mindset i feel like fraser deserves it however it is kind of Roz who puts this in his head that he needs to do this but yes and i get like this this is a plot line on an episode of sex in the city where carrie hasn't been hasn't dated anybody in a while is about to go on a date with a guy she really likes and she decides to go on a date with a guy who's asked her out a few times and she's never been interested just to like get her pre-date jitters Mm -hmm. like remember what it's like to be on a date kind of get back into the swing of things and everything it goes terribly i don't remember what happens with that guy but both of them actually end up going terribly but that's yeah neither here nor there but yeah i just i don't know i thought i thought it was interesting i think maybe in the first year of the pandemic when i started dating again here in austin i, I was like it would just i was basically kind of doing what rod said where i was like i gotta get my keep my dating muscles like fresh <laughs> and mm. just remember what it's like to go out on yeah. a go grab a drink with somebody in a beer garden and stuff and just remember what it's like to like meet new people and everything so i agree I, I think I think you commit to that date and you go all the way through it. You don't try to leave him. Really. Even if we're talking about Krista Allen, who is uh, Miss Wright in this, who was a... It's Kenny's a, cousin, and she's in town interviewing for a job for the Seattle Art Museum. And it was an actress I was super into. So. What would I know her from? She did not look familiar to me at all. So the number one thing I think... She's, you know, small parts in a bunch of stuff. Um, also, like, had a weird series of, like, <laughs> late night uh, HBO movie. I, I was about to say, are these things that I wouldn't have seen that you would well, have seen after dark? The scene you may remember her from. Did you see Liar Liar? Yes. The part where he doesn't know he lies it and he gets into the elevator with this woman. She's he's like new to the building. She's like, yes, everyone's been real nice to me. He goes, oh, that's because you got big jugs. <laughs> okay, I mean, I don't remember her from that, but I watched the heck out of that movie. But okay. like, that's that's probably her biggest role. She's been in some horror movies. She, well, I mean, she just shows up randomly and stuff and is usually playing like the uh, astoundingly attractive person. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I just mapped her career from that. Uh, she, uh, I assume she's also, she's the one who's on Baywatch and Days of Our Lives. And is she yeah. in anger management? Yes. Okay. Uh, she was, uh, grew up in Austin. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's in, she's in a if anybody's a horror movie fan out there, she's in a pretty subpar horror movie called Feast, which weirdly had McSteamy in it, now that I think about it. Oh. But it's it's like this movie where anytime a character shows up, it's like, name of character, kind of the trope they're playing, and then like their likelihood of, of survival mm. 
and hers is very like low but during the course of the movie like the hero dies and then she something happens to where she becomes the hero and it goes like like it redoes her start and it goes like goes up to like 11 and it's like Bruh! so it's kind of fun nice um i just remember that but I'm don't scrolling. see the movie feast otherwise it's very weird i i don't i don't intend to i've heard <laughs> i've heard enough uh but no i'm just scrolling through her imdb and um i mean i've scrolled through probably like 30 things i mean just back to 2018 so she's been working for like mm-hmm. just consistently um these are all, none of these are things i've like even heard of really but yeah, a lot uh, of adam sandler movies she does she comes mm, in does, like, yeah a, lots a of one of episodes of shows i've heard of or seen a few episodes of but nothing um i'm willing to put money on the fact that she was on two and a half men for at least one episode <laughs> oh well you know let me let me just uh control f that it's it's, it's that kind she's she's kind of that kind of actress i'm sure she came in and did a joke about how hot she was and then left well and yeah well i hit control f my computer decides to do something else so so okay. I'm pause for a second while I will just edit this pause out. Two and a half men, one episode. She plays yeah. Olivia Pearson yeah, in absolutely. 2003. A whole show that was based around the fact that, like, hey, there's a hot girl on this show. <laughs> Joke. That's you, it. Like, that's the whole been, show. You have been on fire lately. You called it that Patrick Stewart was going <laughs> to guest star. He's in the next episode. You were like, I bet she's about an episode two and a half men. There she is. I need to just... find a way to monetize this skill. Um. Uh, Anything else we want to say about this? Oh, I did want to say she goes, I'm starving like Marvin. That's something that Tara says all the time. She goes, I'm starving Marvin when she's hungry. So I just thought it kind of made me a little cringe to go, oh, this woman's awful. And then she did something that my wife does all the time. I was like, no. <laughs> I think part of it is, and I love Julia Sweeney, part of it is her voice and the inflection that she uses and everything is, I mean. But I think she's using her instrument i put in and like like she knows what she's right doing. no 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 she, yes yeah. yes yes like yeah i get it um she absolutely knows how to play this character it's yes. like uh tara and i have been talking a lot about rachel dratch and like she i think she read rachel dratch's book mm-hmm. and how she was supposed to be jenna maroney and 30 rock and mm-hmm. they recast it and she kind of gets stuck in in those roles a lot and then we mm-hmm. went and saw the new spider-man um movie and she does a voice of a character that looks like they drew a, a, a character Rachel Dratch would play. And Tara, like, recognized the voice of these ordinary and goes, Wow, oh, geez, even an animated movie, she's getting typecast. <laughs> like, it's just like, uh, but she knows she's really good at it. She knows exactly what she's doing. I just yeah. feel like she's she's one of those actresses where everyone else is like Rachel Dratch, like Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph are like, oh, Rachel Dratch is hilarious. It's just mm-hmm. she'll never be a leading lady, unfortunately, which really mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, it's true. Uh, uh Okay, uh, um, I think, can you explain the clothes to me? It's Frazier sitting at the table by himself eating a souffle and a man comes and sits across from him and starts handing him photos. I thought I missed something and I didn't want to bring it up. I have no idea what that was. I don't, I didn't understand it. I was like, what is happening? The best I could think of is like, he can't get away from being annoyed at dinner, but that's not something that happens where someone just comes over and shows you pictures. I didn't get it either. Okay listeners if one of you yeah. understood it please explain it to us like i just i i i started yeah i don't know and then fraser pretends to get a phone call and answers his phone again i'm okay anyway uh okay do we want to rate this sure i'm gonna give this mm, honestly i'm probably now gonna give it four books that Anne kept in her purse to read at dinner oh that's really funny because i was sitting here looking at mine and going i think laurel's gonna use this so i'll come up with another one of what i came up with was books she pulled out at dinner uh i'll give it five out of ten winter soups 
I thought these were pretty much on par. Uh, One thing I do want to point out when Fraser's holding the cat wrapped up in the blanket, looking in the mirror, and he says, like, my God, I've become Anne Shirley. Um, (laughs) Do you know who Anne Shirley is, first of all? Uh, Was she in an episode? No, Anne of Green Gables, you know, the book series by Lucy Montgomery, the main character, Anne of Green Gables with Anne Shirley. Like, Anne Shirley isn't a spinster. Like, I don't. I, oh, I, Anne Shirley. I thought he said Aunt Shirley. Like, oh, he did he aunt. say Aunt Shirley? He might have said Aunt Shirley. Okay, okay. I heard Anne Shirley, and I was like, this doesn't make any sense other than that, like, she was probably cold because she lived in Canada, like, in the, yeah. 19, in the early 1900s. Okay, that I, makes a lot more sense. Maybe, yeah. I was trying to remember. Didn't he? Wasn't there an episode where he had a weird aunt come? Yeah, the, that aunt that died that none of them liked. Might have been her. But it was just, I, I look like, I thought it was Aunt Shirley. Maybe, okay. I don't know, I didn't have. Maybe this was my closed captioning making a mistake. And say, I swear my closed captioning even said Aunt Shirley. So maybe it was my closed captioning. Maybe it was. Um, it got a good trouble. laugh for what was, yes. I don't know. Um, so if you've got a theory about what that uh, post credit scene looked like, if you had a theory, if you, it was an Aunt Shirley, it was an Aunt Shirley. Whatever you think it was, get we at us. We just want to talk about Anne Shirley. Do you have a favorite Anne of Green Gables book? Mine is Anne of the Island. We can discuss. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Ryan's like, what just happened? How did I lose control of this podcast? <laughs> no, I just, I just, every once, I consider myself pretty up to date with like pop culture or, or like literary culture, you know, like something like, like something there. So I usually have something to go with. Anne of Green Gables is something I have such a blind spot on that I like. Well, you like reset my system. It's like uh, when you it just, you were like blah 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 blah. Anne of the Isles, and I'm like uh, <laughs> craniacs at gmail.com. Well, also when you're like I'm up to date on pop culture, anyone who's not up to date on pop culture would know Anne of Green Gables because yeah, they yeah, would yeah, be yeah. like because it was popular like so long ago. Um, but if if you'd like to school me on Anne of Green Gables, this might be Laurel writing in the podcast <laughs> in this case. Uh, craniacs at gmail.com. That's C R A N E I A C S. Uh, at Craniacs on Twitter, Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. We are on all sorts of places. You know what we're on if we're listening to us, but if you don't, tell your friends to listen for us at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, wherever Mm -hmm. you find your podcast, you can find us, and you can rate us. Give us the highest rating possible, five stars, because if you want to go four stars or less, is it four stars or fewer or four stars of less? Have I been doing this wrong the whole time? Four stars or less. Four stars. We'll get back to you on that, Craniacs. But uh, if you... Either way, Laurel has something for you to do if you'd like to give us four stars or three stars or two stars or one star. Exactly, yes. Uh, season two of the Amazon Prime uh, show The Summer I Turned Pretty is out. <laughs> if you did not watch... Season one, uh, it is much deeper than the title suggests. It is based on a at least one book, if not a book series, by the same woman who wrote the To All the Boys I Love Before books, which was a great Amazon, or not Amazon, Netflix uh, trilogy. Um, anyway, season two is out. It's about a girl named Isabel who goes by Belly um, in her family, and uh, she spends usually spends every summer with uh, her mom's best friend's family, uh, at a, like on the Cape, and... Um, Last last season, it came out a year ago. The first season was just very like, oh, she suddenly is seen as pretty and getting attention from boys. And oh, but she really likes this one voice. But it's deeper than I'm making it sound. Uh, anyway, season two just started. So it's a great summer watch. It's like eight episodes. It's, yeah, I just, I, I can't, I can't say enough good things about it. All that being said, I've completely forgotten the show existed. And then Amazon was like, season two is out now. And I was like, 
Oh, right. That show that I watched last summer. Amazon does a really poor job, like, broadcasting its shows if it's not The Boys. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they do try to push The Boys to me. I watched half of, like, well, not half, part of one episode and was like, I can't watch this show, so. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, it's not one that I would go, oh, Laurel, you need to give it more time. If you're half, like, you know what it, like, it is pretty quick. Mm-hmm. It was gory. It was gory. And I was like, I'm not here for this. Uh, but, yeah, so anyway, uh, that, that, that is my, that is my recommendation. The Summer I Turned Pretty. The Summer I Turned Pretty. For some reason, the, I don't know if it was the way you said it or just what I thought. When we first said I thought of one of those movies that's like, Mother May I Sleep With Murder. Or <laughs> Mother May I Sleep With Danger. Oh, Let me just make sure I have the title right. Yeah, it's The Summer I Turned Pretty. I was going to say, that's also kind of a weird, not thinking about it, a weird turn of phrase. Like, you don't say I turned pretty, but that's probably how they I don't, because I was born that way. <laughs> I don't know that I had a summer where I turned pretty, so we're still waiting for that summer. <laughs> Aww. Uh, anyway, uh, save that for my therapist. Um, any anything else we have to cover? No. Uh, have fun on your just trip. Just want to say, I, I we we got through Abbott uh, Elementary. <sighs> I'm so look, happy. Look up Cap City Comedy Laurel because Ava, the principal, will be doing stand up there in August. I think Tara's going to go. I might be out of town for it, but oh my gosh, I love! Oh, what? Wow. I mean, that's a big get. She's, I mean, she's, she's an Emmy nominated, Emmy nominated actress. Well, there a bunch of them. Melissa, who's my favorite character, does stand up. I saw some videos of. Excuse me, Melissa. Uh, please let's give it is uh, Leslie. Uh, no, not Leslie. Uh, Lisa oh, Ann Walker. Lisa Ann Walters. 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 Yes, uh, Chessie from The Parent Trap for all my 1998 Parent Trap fans. Uh, Did you know after that movie came out, she had twins that were born on the same day that that Lindsay Lohan's character's birthday was, like three day, three years later. I did not know that. I'm really disappointed in myself for not knowing that. But I'm I will sorry. just say that, like, <laughs> I will also just say, like, the Parent Trap love runs so deep that it was either to the Emmys or some award show. Ch- Lisa Ann Walters brought the woman who plays the villain in The Parent Trap as her date. Because mm. she's like, she's like, hey, we're actually really good friends. We've been friends ever since we made the Parent Trap. And she was like, also like, this will yeah, go viral. And of course, it went viral because <laughs> yeah, yeah, all yeah. of us who watched the Parent Trap in 1998 are now the people writing all the articles. So, <laughs> but, yeah, we have a lot of power. So yeah, check out uh, the summer I turned pretty on Amazon, and check out this podcast space for our next episode coming soon. But until then, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel, and we're listening. Bye, y'all. Laurel is the expert.